Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Allen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also serve as clients in Benita Springs, Florida. You can visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Shannon Vick, owner and founder of Iron Fist Fitness in Wauwatosa. And today we're going to take kind of that whole client view like we do with our clients, whole person view, and look at at this with the lens of functional fitness and what that means and why it's important, how to get started. And leading us through that discussion will be Shannon Vick. Shannon, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for having me on, Heather. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. You know, awesome. I, I've, I've known Shannon for a while. I've actually used to do personal training with him. And um, so we have a, a, a great relationship and I'm really excited to, to be on this show with you today. I'm excited that you, that you have me on. Thank you so much. Why don't we start by, if you want to give us a little bit of background, like I already mentioned that I knew you, you know, kind of in a, in a different, uh, in a different place, I'll just say, uh, yeah. you know, what, what's your background, kind of what's your journey? Uh, my journey is I'm, I'm 41 years old, uh, uh, husband, father, got two boys, 13 and 10. Uh, I started Iron Fist Fitness uh, back in 2014. I was working for a, a major corporation, um, you know, and I just felt like I had, I, I felt like there was more missing in my life that I needed to do. And so I, will, I was always a fitness uh, guru. I've always loved working out myself. Um, but I also love helping people. And so I figure I could kind of tie the two together. And um, I went and got certified through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, uh, became a certified personal trainer, certified uh, kickboxing instructor and boxing instructor. So once I did that, I started training clients just a little bit here and there. Um, and then my clientele base grew. And from there, I was in Glendale in a small place uh, for about a year, building up my clientele. And then I found this uh, beautiful home in Wauwatosa, uh, 124th and Capitol. And so it's about 4,800 square feet. And we do group fitness classes. We do boxing, kickboxing, self-defense, um, and personal training. So uh, I've been doing this probably six years now full-time. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's just something that uh, it's always growing. It's You're always meeting new people who have different goals, different journeys, different backgrounds. And so that's the, the beauty of it is that you get to meet so many different people with different backgrounds and uh, just interacting, you know, that's always the fun part about training too. Not just getting them in physical shape, uh, but building relationships. And so that's always fun for me. That's great to hear, Shannon. And, and I, I feel the same way with the work that we do here. You know, it's really about helping people. It's about building relationships and being there for for people along all the changes that come along the way. You've probably had clients that, you know, they're on a path to a certain fitness goal they have or a, or a, a mental health goal they've got and they're using exercise to help with that and okay. then something can derail them you know maybe it's an injury maybe it's an accident yeah right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's, there's always challenges that, that present itself. So, you know, my youngest client, uh, is 10, you know, my oldest client is 83, mm-hmm. so, you know, personally training them both. There's going to be some difference, different nuances as far as how they, how they want to be trained. You know, maybe the goal is to get stronger. Um, so the goals could be similar, but for a 10 year old, I'm gonna have to train him a lot differently than I train my 83 year old. So that's the beauty of it. I love it. I have every client from, you know, young to more experienced clients. Like I said, I'm like my 83 year old. Um, and it, that's the beauty of it. You know, I got athletes in there mixed in there, just regular, you know, your average Joe's as they would call them, you know, people who are stay at home, you know, parents. And, you know, that's the fun part about it is getting these different individuals with different goals and creating a program for them that is tailored to fit their needs. And, uh, you know, the outcome is always the greatest joy because you see them transform from what they were to what they are and what they're going to be. And so that's always the fun part, being, being a participant in that. I think too, you mentioned the like cross-section of people, age, um, you know, profession, uh, family, you know, all of that. And when you get into a group class, you know, you all kind of start almost at the same point. Right, right. So group fitness is always, um, it's always fun. And I, and I have to give credit to where credit is due. One of the things that I learned from a good friend of mine, uh, Raymond Rivera, he said, hey, listen to your body. So I kind of took that and recycled it and made it, you know, into my own thing where I say, yes, listen to your body. So that way, the person who's coming in, who's been working out, let's say 10 years, right? In comparison to the person who says, you know, the first 10 minutes of the workout is their first workout in like 10 months. Mm-hmm. That both people can get great workouts because one is basically going at their tempo while the other one is going at their tempo. So you have a fitness class where it's like, hey, we're going to do an interval of 45 seconds. And if you want to go at high intensity, you can. If you want to go at moderate intensity, you can. Or if you want to go at a lower intensity, you can. But either way, each party is getting a great workout. And no one's feeling cheated. No one is feeling overwhelmed because they are working out at their pace based on the interval that is set for the class. So a lot of times I'll do 30 seconds, 45 seconds, or a minute. And I tell people, I said, hey, if you can't go the full minute, just stay moving in a low, in a low moderate uh, format, in a capacity, and they get a great workout. Mm-hmm. And it's having that respect for all. Yes, because again, you have different demographics. Um, everybody is built differently. Everybody's body reacts, you know, differently to certain exercises. You know, a jumping jack or a burpee could, you know, <laughs> significantly, depending on the number of reps, somebody can keep going. The other person's like, hey, I need to stop here. And that's the beauty of the fitness and the challenge that you have as an instructor to be able to understand it and see it. Because a lot of times some of these clients won't communicate to you that they're tired. You have to see it and go over to them and say, hey, you know what? Let's just uh, let's instead of doing a jumping jack, maybe we'll do a modified version of a jumping jack. So that way they don't feel singled out. But at the same time, they're not trying to prove something and then they end up, you know, passing out or something like that because they're trying to keep up with the rest of the people who are going at a higher intensity. So, yeah. Or, or being, you know, somehow like demoralized and not wanting to continue either in that class or in the future. Right. Right. Cause I mean, 
I never forget. I, I every year I have to, I, I, every every two years I have to get recertified, uh, or I lose my certification. So I go down to Chicago probably every every yeah every two years, and the lady said, "Yeah, I don't understand it." She's like, "We do fitness conventions down there, so she <laughs> we all introduce ourselves. We're talking about classes and things like that." And she's like, "I don't get it." She's like, "You know, I had a bunch of people start on my class week one, and then no one showed up the following week." And it's like, it's like. <laughs> How are you? How how is the first class going? She's like, oh, you know, people were throwing up and, and and she's like raving about it. But I'm like, well, that doesn't constitute to a good workout. You know, a good workout is you should feel good after the class. And then if somebody does happen to have a situation where maybe they throw up, a lot of times it's educating them and saying, hey, well, did you eat before this workout? No, I didn't. Okay, so your body's running on zero fuel. So that's why that happened. You know, and they're just like, ah, so I'm like, yeah, next time eat something. I was like, that'll be your fuel for, for the workout. And I was like, plus you won't have to deal with, you know, <laughs> running outside, you know, it's a, it's a whatever. So it's, it's the educational piece. It's the interaction and, you know, it's the results that fuel me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think you, you sounds like you bring, and, and I know from working with you too, an approachability. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, and that's important. You know, I always tell people, I say, you know, I've been doing this. I'm, I'm 41 years old. I've been doing personal training full time. Well, full time, six years, seven years. But I've been per a personal trainer for the last 10 years. And so I always tell people, I'm like, the beauty of it is that you have to be willing to listen to your clients. That's number one, because I, I don't want to go in there telling them you know, all my accomplishments. That's not what they're there for. I'm there to serve them. I'm there to say, hey, let's see what your goals are and let's see how we can mingle that together so that we can create something that'll make you a better you going forward and so that approachability is huge but it all starts with listening and and that builds that trust and rapport that's important to be able to work together you know we see that with our clients here too our financial planning clients our asset management clients where we're able to you know continue to build that relationship over time and where they do trust us and they do come to us for you know um obviously information obviously advice but you know just even for support exactly so and i, and I think that's what the support and the you know another thing too Heather is the accountability, you know, the accountability is huge because I always look at it like this, you know, we can't do everything on our own. You know, it wasn't, we weren't, we weren't designed to do things on our own. Um, and we live in a society where it's like, it, you know, people try to do it on their own, but sometimes you just need to reach out and find that accountability coach who, whether it's finances, you know, whether it's in my situation, fitness related, that can hold you accountable so that you can achieve the highest level of success uh, in, in life. And so that's very important. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, we're going to pause now for a quick break and we right. will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, a wealth advisor, and my guest today is Shannon Vick of Iron Fist Fitness. So Shannon, we were just talking about the relationship with a personal trainer, but you know, let's kind of even look at what, what is fitness? What is functional fitness and why is yeah. it important and all those good things? 
you know, the definition of functional fitness in my book is, is things that you do on a daily basis that are functional, you know, so walking up a flight of steps, you know, bending down to tie your shoes, um, you know, going to pick up the newspaper from the ground, you know, um, you know, reaching for the seasoning and the cupboard. All those things are functional. And so when you look at functional fitness, you know, it's just basically your day-to-day activities, right, that allow you to function. Um, so when we look at the aspect of fitness in general and how we kind of can to make the two a partnership, a lot of times, you know, we focus on core-based exercises. Uh, we, we, we focus on compound-based exercises, things that will not only strengthen the body as a whole, allow you to burn fat a lot faster, but things that you can do on a day-to-day basis, you know? So if you're talking about a squat, a squat is going to help build your lower extremity so that, you know, tying your shoe isn't, isn't a difficult thing and you don't have back pain. You know, if you want to play football with your kids or play in the backyard, maybe you're playing Frisbee or whatever that it may be, you know, you want to be able to function and function at the highest level without uh, any pain tolerance, without any limitations, because we understand that once you have limitations and pain, it can make the day-to-day functions a lot difficult, right? And so if you're getting out of bed, you know, that's functional. If you're going to lay down a bed, that's functional. So the approach that we take with functional fitness is say, hey, let's work the, the base. The base is the core. The core is made up everywhere from just below the pecs, okay, uh, all the way down to just above the kneecaps. And so it also, it wraps around. So it's 360. So when you think of the core, you think of anywhere between the lower part of the thigh, all the way up to the upper part of the, you know, your rib area, and it wraps around. So your back, things like that. So you want to make sure that your hamstrings, uh, your quads, everything is uh, symmetrical. Your core is strong because if without a strong core, you can't function on a day-to-day basis because if you have a weak core, you're not, you're not going to have the strongest foundation, which makes the foundation weak, that foundation being your body. So um, that's very important to, to us as trainers. Um, when we communicate that out to our clients. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, I get that. Right. And so like, even when you try to like do gardening and you have to like carry a bag of mulch. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great example. You know, you, you want to, you want to be able to pick it up. And a lot of times, you know, most people, when they're picking things up, I think a good percentage of us, we pick it up incorrectly. We're not bending the knees. We're not, we're just kind of using our lower part of our back, which is why I think, I think there was something, a stat between 70 to 80% of Americans have back pain. Mm. Um, A lot of that's just due to improper lifting, you know, and over time, you know, the, the, the muscles that aren't being used get atrophied and they get weak. And that's when we start to see pain increase. So yeah, it's important to kind of keep that as a, as a, as a mental, you know, reminder to say, Hey, if I'm going to pick up that mulch, let me use, let me bend my knees and let me have proper posture so that, you know, I don't experience pain down the road. And that can help too, with, um, like you said, preventing pain down the road or, or preventing injury. Now, I suppose that's something that you have to think of during the workouts too. Like you mentioned, when people maybe don't have the, they don't have the right relationship with the workout and they push themselves too hard, but even on the like injury side of things, exercise to prevent injury and then also preventing injury while you exercise. 
Yeah, so it's so important, which is why I'm a big stickler on technique. You know, corrective exercise uh, is very pivotal. And this is unfortunate because not every trainer, you know, follows this. And this is not to knock, you know, my fellow colleagues out there. But, uh, you know, you, you sometimes you get a little bit too comfortable and maybe you're not focusing on the technique as much of the client. And so the client can be doing an exercise improperly. And you think, oh, well, they're exercising. This is a good thing. No, you got to make sure you're doing the, the exercise properly. You got to make sure that when your feet, you know, are shoulder width apart and that your feet are face forward and that you're, you're resting the weight on your heels when you're doing a squat. You got to make sure that your chin, uh, you're not looking up so that you can, you know, you don't, you know, you got to make sure you neutralize that spine so that everything's aligned properly. So that not only are you doing that exercise correctly, but you're going to get the most out of that exercise because it's able to work all the mu uh, muscles uh, um, at the same time, like, in, in it, like it's supposed to, as opposed to maybe only working one muscle group, but then this other muscle group that should have been worked was lacked because the, the, the technique wasn't there. So, yeah. I have been corrected in my form um, on multiple occasions on different exercises <laughs> by a personal trainer, likely you at one point. Um, yeah. And, and it's, so interesting when you're in that moment and, and uh, a move feels comfortable, right? right? It feels maybe easy. Maybe I could go, uh, I could do that for a minute or two minutes. And then when my form's corrected and I realize I can barely do it for 20 seconds. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's just, after a while you become very uh, conscientious and cognizant of the movement because repetition, you know, proper repetition uh, leads to, you know, um, you know, just good practice, right? You know, if, if, if you're doing the preparation, you're doing it correctly, over time, you get better at it, you know, it becomes ingrained in your muscle memory. So, you know, if you do it right, the first several times of doing the exercise, it'll be it'll stick with you for the rest of the times, you know, that you're doing those exercises. So yeah, you don't forget it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, you know, so you mentioned, you mentioned some specific exercises like um, squats, you've said a few different times, you know, that's pretty much focused on strength. And that's something that I know, you know, is important to me as well. Um, you know, what does that, that helps us with our day to day functions, but like, what other pieces are important to think about when we're thinking about the things that we want to, you know, uh, we want to like improve on or exercise or, or I guess flex, when we think about the different pieces of fitness. Yeah, so there's there's a multitude of, uh, of uh, philosophies that you can you can use here in phases. So when we look at you know the the strength endurance, strength endurance is going to be anywhere between you know I believe it's fifty to seventy five percent of your one rep max. So that's going you're going to do that anywhere between twelve to twenty times. So strength endurance is something where an individual may not be looking to necessarily bulk up, but they want to build lean muscle. So that's where you're able to build muscle and endurance at the same time by doing a rep anywhere between 20, 12 to 20 reps. Uh, now, if you look at hypertrophy, that is a situation where you're trying to build, you know, muscle, you want to bulk up. So that's anywhere between, you know, 85 to 90% of your, your, you know, 85 to about hundred percent of your one rep max. Um, I'm sorry, that's anywhere between 75 to 85% of your one rep max. So you're doing that six to 12 times. Okay. So it's a higher, higher weight, a little bit more resistance, but you're doing it. The reps are less. So that's six to 12, right? So we have strength endurance that's 12 to 20. We have, we have hypertrophy, which is building muscle, which is six to 12 reps. And then the next one is, 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 uh, is strength and strength is anywhere between, you know, one to five reps. And that's at, 
you know, an 85 to 100% one rep max. So let's say your bench press, Heather, is 100 pounds, right? But you're just, you want to get strong. You don't necessarily want to bulk up, um, but you just want to get stronger. So you're going to do 100 pounds and you're going to push that for one time. You're going to try to get that to five reps, right? And then in time, you'll be able to build it up, but it's heavier weight. So now you have that resistance. And so a lot of people, depending on what their fitness goals are, that's going to be one of the three phases that we'll put them in. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I know when I've worked with, um, with trainers and they've given me like sets to do on workouts on my own and I get bored if it's 15 reps, <laughs> I much prefer six reps, but I need to probably think more about what's my real goal. Yeah. If your goal is to lose weight, obviously that's going to be done in the kitchen. You know, but then the other 80% that comes with the 20%, which adds up to 100%, is going to be done, um, you know, just through the, the, the uh, fitness and the food. And so the food is 80%, the fitness is about 20%, which, you know, it's a big parallel there, right? But uh, in conjunction working together, it, it adds up to 100%. So I tell people, I said, don't necessarily worry about the 80-20, just worry about the 100% because that's what you have to give in order to get to your fitness goals. Um, and this fitness that's in life. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's some, a lot of parallels there. Um, we're going to take another short break and then we will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Shannon Vick of Iron Fist Fitness. So Shannon, we've talked about, you know, kind of some of the reasons why fitness is important, um, ways to look at fitness, the approach to fitness. You know, we'll probably talk a bit more about that, I'm sure, in this, in this uh, session here. But, you know, what about the financial part and the financial commitment, we can talk about motivation and all of that too, but just to really cut to like the financial side of it, because sometimes that can be really overwhelming when you think I'm going to start working out and I'm going to get the best shoes. I'm going to get the best outfits and going to go to the best gym. You know, what do people need to think about for that? I think the biggest thing that you have to take into consideration is that everything you're either spending or you're investing. And you know about this more than I do, you know, being in the field that you are, you're the expert in this, but I'll piggyback off of some of the things that I know um, that I've heard just through, you know, from financial advisors and things like that. But when I look at it at the fitness aspect, you know, a lot of times, one of the biggest um, reasons that we hear people do not work out is because it's too expensive. And I always ask people, I'm like, well, what is too expensive? You know, because if I took this pencil, right, I have this pencil here and I told you this pencil cost me, you know, $2. Okay, well, that doesn't seem expensive, right? But if I, if I told you that this little piece of paper here cost me $2, well, that seems like it's a bit pricey, right? If I tell you that a car that it, I, I just bought was $2, you would say, well, that's nothing. The, 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 the dynamic is, is we value it based off of the importance of the item, okay? Correct. We're buying, okay? So when I look at fitness, I say, how is how how important is the body? You know, you can't look at the body as a vehicle, like not 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 necessarily in a sense like a car. You can you you can and you can't. And I'm gonna break it down like this: when you look at the body, right? You look at a car. If a car breaks down, you can buy another one, right? 
Mm-hmm. The car breaks down or it doesn't work anymore. It, it doesn't run. The engine died. Transmission died. You can buy another one, right? But if the body breaks down and the body dies, you can't get another one. That's it. You know, somebody's going to your funeral. And so when you look at health, health is proven scientifically that if you eat healthy, you exercise, you will live longer. There's scientific proof in that. Now, obviously, there are some instances where, you know, genetics might play a, you know, a role where somebody develops cancer, something mysterious happens. And, you know, but those situations are a lot less than they are of those who actually exercise, eat healthy, and they live a long life. So when I look at the financial piece of it, I have to, you have to ask yourself, if I invest in my body, because I always say this, Heather, I say, I've never met a person who's made an investment in their health and wellness journey that got results and regretted it. <laughs> True. I've never met one person who said, you know what? I made this financial commitment to better my, not only my physical health, because this is more than just physical. It, it, it helps you mentally. It helps you, you know, spiritually. It helps you even financially. And I think being able to take care of yourself and feel good with who you are. Exactly. That is a huge investment. I think that is just something that people have to find that's important. Like, hey, you know what? I got to make this investment in my body. Because I always say in the fitness world, there's a budget for everyone. If you can't do personal training, then do group fitness classes. If you can't do group fitness classes, then get a membership. But along those, the, the, the numeric structure of that person's price uh, sheet, there's going to be something in there that fits your budget. Yeah. And I think also just starting where you can. Exactly. You know, and knowing you can make a change. Right. Right. You know, um, when we first started at a gym, it was one of the like very low cost, low yeah. services gyms. We just needed yeah. the equipment, built some habits there, realized how much we enjoyed being at a gym and then, you know, continued to kind of build and go to different places that either offered more services or more space or better equipment. Right. Exactly. And I think you, you hit it on the head. Um, I, I think most people that are going to a fitness facility, they're going for a specified reason. They're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with how they feel. They may not be happy with how they look and they want to, they want to change because the old way isn't working. So now they're going to a place where they can find some motivation, even if it isn't a personal trainer or a group fitness class, it might just be the motivation of the actual gym being in a facility you know, where there's mirrors and there's other people out there working out, you're a product of your environment. So if you can consistently show up and put in the work, you're going to get the results and you're going to feel better about yourself. So I always tell people, again, I've never met a person who's made the commitment financially that got the results and regretted it. You will not regret it. 100% guaranteed. And I think, you know, we've all had different things that have come into our life and out of our life, you know, and I, I think of, you know, different pieces of exercise, exercise equipment that, you know, many pro- people have probably had. There's, we all know they end up or can end up being the clothes hanger, right? right. The exercise bag, that's the clothes hanger, the treadmill that just has things on it. And right. you, you know, you kind of need to learn through your experiences, you know, so that might not be for you. Or really, if you get a membership to a gym that's too far away, and you do not have that motivation to actually go, then 
then that's probably got to be a factor in how you choose what you're going to do. Right. And, and I know for us, we, we fall into the category for Iron Fist Fitness, a boutique gym. So we're not a big box gym. So I know a lot of times people get intimidated by the big box gyms because we're like, well, hey, I'm going to the gym and I feel like I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like there's, it's too crowded. You know, the machines that I want are being used up. You know, there's, a, there's a, the intimidation factor where you feel like everybody's staring at you. So I created a smaller gym to where people don't feel that. You know, it's, it's still a gym. It's very clean. It's, it's something that has every piece of equipment that you could potentially use for functional fitness. It's going to get the job done, but you don't have to deal with that overcrowded, you know, facility. You can deal with the clean facility that you can work at at your leisure and feel comfortable doing so. And so that's always important too, because uh, you may get the, the nice fancy gym, but you know, your anxiety can kick in as soon as you get there and you great workout if that's the case. So, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you let, like you mentioned, I think the word anxiety or, or your own, you let things get to you because of, like you said, the product of your environment. I think it is important to feel comfortable and feel good at a place that you're going to go and spend time at. And you're also investing, like you said, you know, uh, usually what it's a monthly, um, most gyms are a monthly commitment. Um, and so, yeah, I think wanting to, to test things out too, you know, a lot of places you can at least check it out before you actually make that commitment. Exactly. You know, and I think that's, you know, they, they have, you know, sometimes they have one day trials, a 10 day trial, seven day trials, you know, just, I think, find a place, shop around, you know, we shop around for everything else, shop around for a gym, you know, uh, and, and know why you're going to that gym, you know, like, I know a lot of people who recently, um, if a new gym pops up, everybody's flooding to that gym, but it's like, well, why are you going there? Are you going there because everybody else is doing it? Or are you going there because you actually want to do it? Because if you're going because everybody else is going, well, then your motives might not be the best and you probably won't be successful because you did it to tell all your friends you did it, but are you actually committed to going? You know, I tell people, I was like, I know people who have three, four or five different memberships at multiple gyms. I'm like, it's not the number of of memberships that's going to get you the results. It's going to be you putting in the time and the effort and the commitment, you know, in the gym. If you put in the time, effort, and commitment at home, at your home gym, if you have a home gym, you don't need it uh, uh, to go out. But, but it all, again, it all depends on what's going to motivate you and drive you and, and, and help you to, to succeed in your goals. So just know your why. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to feel good with who you are, really, no matter where you're at on the journey too. Like you mentioned that about, you know, if, if, if you don't feel good about yourself and, and, and it's only on due to the fitness side or or appearance side, you know, there's probably some additional work that could be helpful, you know, outside of, outside of that. But like you mentioned, you know, there is kind of the, the mental health and spiritual health benefits of, of finding things that you enjoy to do that move your body. Exactly. And I think sometimes fitness gets a bad, uh, you know, it gets stereotyped. It gets thrown in amongst, you know, when I think of going to a dentist, you know, people, how they feel about going to a dentist fitness can be fun. I play basketball. Basketball is fun to me. You know, I play football with my boys in the backyard. That's fun to me. That's fitness. You know, going for a walk with your friends and just maybe you guys are just having a a event session, you know, or you're just talking about whatever life that's still fitness. You know, a lot of times when you clean, you know, I always find joy enjoyment in cleaning because I'm like, man, you know, that it's going from 
what you don't want it to look like to what you want it to look like. And there's gratification in that, but that's a form of fitness. Anything that's requiring you to move and get the blood flow going could be considered fitness, you know, now granted, you know, eating a Twinkie from, you know, your hip to your mouth, you know, that's <laughs> not, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, anything that's going to require you to get up, get going, get that blood flow moving. I consider that fitness, you know, and if it's approached or anything that's approached in a way that's like self-care as yeah. well, you know, you just mentioned like, like cleaning up things, right. Organizing, um, decluttering, you know, yeah. that all takes movement and it also can really be a form of self-care, just like being able to work on your strength, being able to work on, you know, your agility and your flexibility. Those things are fun. Um, and you know, I think you can make fitness really fun when you add music, you know, so creating a playlist and saying, Hey, you know what? I just created a new playlist on my phone. I can't wait to get to the gym to listen to my new playlist as I'm working out. It's little things that are going to make that workout fun. Um, and I always say you have to find new ways to, 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 you know, not necessarily reinvent the wheel. But just to know that the wheel is there and I don't always have to spin it to its left. Maybe I can spin it to its right. I just, I just need to spin the wheel. doesn't matter how I spin the wheel. I just need to spin it. But there's new creative ways to spin it. And that's what makes it fun and unique. So, yeah. That's great. We're going to take another short break and we will be right back. Think back to when you had an important family conversation. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Shannon Vick, owner-founder of Iron Fist Fitness. So Shannon, you know, kind of as we think about what we've already talked about and how moving forward, talked a lot about training, a lot about gym memberships, you mentioned accountability earlier. You know, let's kind of talk through a bit more about that. So accountability can come from any, any, anywhere, any person. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a personal trainer. Um, it could be a friend, it could be a, a neighbor, it could be a relative, it could be a coworker. Just finding that person who has, you know, goals that are similar to yours um, that can help you in your journey and also hold you accountable on the days that maybe you don't necessarily want to go to the gym. You know, it's easy to tell yourself, no, stay at home. But when you have to tell somebody else, no, who's like, hey, we got to do this, it's a little bit tougher. And so you're more likely to not tell that person no, and you're more likely to go when you got somebody who is kind of in your ear saying, Hey, remember Heather, you said you wanted to be in this set, you know, dress size by this time. You remember we have this top modder coming up by this time. We, 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 we can't stay home tonight. We got to get out and, you know, it, it makes it a little bit more, you know, like, okay, I got to do this. And a lot of times too, you know, we get these, you know, I'm not a big person who likes that. When I was in the corporate world, I hated meetings. I hated like, face-to-face -face meetings. Cause I'm like, Oh man, we got a three hour meeting. But once I was there, it was fine. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you don't feel like getting up off the couch and going to the gym, but once you get there, you're fine. And you're like, and then once you're done with the workout, you're like, man, I'm thank God I did that. Have you ever had those moments where you're like, you didn't want to do something and you did it. And at the end, you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Thank God I did that. I mean, I think about those moments and I'm like, man, I'm glad I did it because if I didn't do it, that would have been a missed out opportunity. 
that would have been one more step that would have kept me away from my goal. But because I completed it, now it's one more step that's getting me to my goal. And so having accountability is huge. Yeah, I think that that's um, also can build in and, and tie together with when you make it part of like the, your social circle or your social time, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, going for a walk with a friend or a group of friends or a hike or things like that, clubs you can join, that also builds in some of that connection to people that are interested in something that you're interested in, um, being able to even learn from others, not necessarily that it's, you have to be just like everyone else, but that's right. another, like the sense of community. You probably have a, there's a lot of places to find community and the community at a gym, kind of like what you described for yours, that smaller boutique, uh, uh, less judgment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's community is huge. Community is a thing that really makes it a community, you know, community. Um, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm looking at it, right. You know, it, it also kind of coincides with unity, you know, and um, I always think that, you know, when you have an environment that that you want to be around, it's going to make you more prone to do it. And I know it's an old cliche, but it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, what's been said throughout history is that, you know, you are who you hang around with. And so when you're around people who are encouraging and part of that community, it makes you want to be there. And uh, in wanting to be there, whether it's the gym, whether it's, you know, a, a, a small group, you're more than likely to complete those goals out, you know, so. And have people there for you who can support you when maybe things aren't going the way that you had hoped they would go. Yes. The plateau, right? We always get those moments where you want to give up, those give up moments. And then you end up saying, I'm glad I didn't give up. You ever have those moments too, where it's like, hey, I want to give up and you didn't again, but when you don't want to give up or when you didn't give up, it's probably because you had somebody there who was there to encourage you. You know, I always tell you one, I always tell people one of my gifts, and this is what makes me a really good trainer is the fact that I'm an encourager. My gift is to encourage people, you know, because you're going to get those moments where maybe you're not losing the weight like you want to. But here's another thing. Maybe you didn't lose the weight, but you don't realize you lost five percentage points on your body fat. So it's not always about the number on the scale. A lot of times it's more so about the number on the percentage point of the body fat, you know? Mm -hmm. So these are just things that people don't necessarily know about that shit. Yeah, that's great, Shannon. Thank you so much for sharing your, uh, all your wisdom and insights and just sharing yourself today. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, if people are looking to, to get a hold of myself, again, my name is Shannon Vick, uh, owner of Iron Fist Fitness. We are located at 12040 West Rick Street, Unit H in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. We are located right behind Target off of 124th and Capitol near Chick-fil-A. Everybody knows where Chick-fil-A is at, so we're just a little bit east of there. Uh, we do personal training, group fitness, self-defense. If you ladies want to do self-defense, we did a self-defense uh, a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Yeah, and you then, did. That was wonderful. It was really, yeah. really helpful to just feel more secure, like you kind of at least understand some of the <laughs> some of the logic behind what what might work right right yeah so it's fun so if you're trying to get a hold of me ironfistfitness.com or you can even call me 414-719-7177 that is my direct cell phone number and you can set something up that's awesome thank you so much shannon i really appreciate your time today thank you heather and i will see you soon yeah that sounds good
So as we wrap up here, um, you know, Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from noon to 1 p.m. If you liked today's show and want to know more, uh, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. And as always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being because before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.